welcome to Malkia Talks, a Wheel of Time Theory podcast. I am Rob, your host, and today I am joined by the amazing master of the deck and Aradia. How are we doing, ladies? Fantastic. Doing good. It's great to have you here, recording live in the Discord server for the first time in, you know, four months. It's not been too long. <laughs> as, as has already been stated by Prince in the live chat, four months in this pandemic might as well be a year. So I agree Mood. with that. <laughs> for anyone not familiar with my lovely guests, um, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves? Hi, everyone. I am Aradia or Aradiapedia. You might know me from the Watts Spoilers uh, podcast and associated communities. I just also like to wander around the menagerie of servers that exists. Um, obviously, I only just recently joined this one again because there's a lot of servers. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I've only really connected with Rob occasionally through like big, massive group things. I haven't paid as much attention to your podcast as I should have. Um, but there's a lot of content. It's it's all good. There's a huge amount of content out there. I, I take zero offense to people who haven't listened. <laughs> so don't you worry. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, but it's really fun knowing all these podcasters and being able to meet people with such similar interests and get randomly invited to discuss completely loony theories when I'm usually the person who's like, no, 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 no. Actually, that Grey sister was from Arafel, not from Aradomon. Like, that's my usual role. <laughs> so doing something so wildly just like this is wrong and we're rolling with it is going to be real fun, I think. So thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to have you here. And Master of the Deck, you've been here before, but tell them again who you are and what you do. Hello again, everyone. I am the Master of the Deck. Um, I am Master of the Deck in all of my social media places, which at this point is mostly Discord and uh, Twitter. I am a fanfic writer. That's primarily what I do. So as far as the whole like, oh, you know, Wheel of Time content creation, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> for, a, for a given value of content, that is. Um, and I hang out on a lot of Discord servers, and I uh, been on, I was on the Dusty Wheel for the Yusha Stradowski episode. You can catch me on the Dusty Wheel again with the Twatcast sometime in March, where we'll be talking about Shadow Spawn. That should be fun. That's um, going to be a crazy episode. Other than that, I mean, I mostly I like to hang out in Discord chat with y'all and uh, and talk shit about characters and uh, and the Wheel of Time, and that's uh, precisely what we intend to do today. <laughs> oh yes, indeed, yes. So this we were in a where where were we in this live chat, Kayla? Um, were we in a Dusty Wheel post show? I can't remember. There, but, I frankly don't remember either. There's a good but, chance that that's where we were because we're there quite often. Yes. So we were in a in a show chat or in a chat somewhere in Discord and someone had a slip of the tongue and they said Tamandred instead of Tamandred. And we both latched onto that and thought that would be a fucking excellent podcast <laughs> episode to do because that sounds hilarious and we're all for the, you know, what ifs. And so... We invited Radia, and we're basically just going to have a really wacky conversation. Please suspend this. Yeah, you know, please suspend your belief. I can say that right. <laughs> and uh, join us as we talk about: Is Tam an evil asshole? 
basically. <laughs> All the ways that Tam might actually be an agent of the dark. Exactly. Yes. We're going to yes. take this most beloved character in the series and ask ourselves, hmm, what if he was a dark friend? In fact, I even said that in the notes, didn't I? When I put in my points, I was like, you know, I feel like this one is probably going to be most liked by people because, uh, yeah, I feel like this may be the most appealing idea, idea to those aghast at you know, Tam, suggesting of Tam being evil. Um, so <laughs> we've, uh, we're already aware of how much Tam is loved, rightly so, but we thought, fuck it, let's give it a go anyway. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there we go. It is suspend your disbelief. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to say okay. anything. No, that's fine. <laughs> English is not. the belief and throw it, it out. Yeah, there right. are all types of belief just go you know, straight out the fucking window. Spend your belief right and just give us all of your skepticism, right? Just yes. The entire time. Yes. <laughs> drag us relentlessly. But like the Love question it. is, can you drag us harder than we will drag ourselves? Exactly. Uh, yeah, who, who gets to the other end of this crazy circle first is probably going to be the more interesting conversation. Um, but yeah, the first idea we was floated around. Um, what it says on the tin is the, the quote in the notes here of um, basically Tam <laughs> being demon dread. So, um, Kaylee, do you want to lead us in, in your first thoughts here? Um, sure. Since this, this one was your original This was your the idea. original. Right. Here's yeah. the OG. I, fi I find this idea to be, I think it's my favorite one, even if it's um, wildly unlikely. Um, because demon dread hated Luz Theron, right? You know, it was you know, super all sorts of jealousy. So whether whether we get here from a point of, you know, Tam Tam was always Demon Dread, or, you know, when Tam leaves the two rivers as as a young man, that there's some sort of like, you know, changeling situation, right? He gets body swapped. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. another another theory we had. Um, but either way, what ends up happening is that Demon Dread as Tam is the one that snatches Rand off of Dragon Mount and then is the one who is raising him in the two rivers. So we've got like, you know. Dad Mondred, basically. Dad Mondred. Um, <laughs> um, amazing. So, I mean, this kind of plays into the idea of Demon Dread who likes to play the long game. You know, he finds a military somewhere to subvert um, and, you know, fits himself in there and in ingratiates himself with the people that he'll eventually ask to, you know, to betray the light or, you know, to fight for him, whatever they may end up doing. It could even be that Tam finding Tam on Dragon Mount was an accident, uh, depending on the the circumstances under which he was released from the Dark One's prison. Um, obviously, mm. in this situation, he he yeets himself out of there a little bit earlier, right? Yeah, that's sort of a necessary concession we have to yes. make. <laughs> Again, right? We're hand waving at a lot of canon here. All right. <laughs> what, what is canon? Canon has no place right, on this podcast exactly. today. Obviously, yeah. No. No. This is why I'm just Iradia, not Iradiapedia, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Chat is already giving us elbows into this because apparently all it would have taken was Demon Dread to escape the Dark One's prison 20 minutes early, and then it would have worked, obviously. So, um, yeah. Right, we have Chad a is... bit of time dilation here, right? Yeah, Chat is right, with, you know, yeah. they're with us on this, yeah. <laughs> that, so, that works. So when I, um, oh gosh, I can't remember who we were going. I, I just had questions about Tam, right? I just wanted to know more about Tam and his young life. And I guess in, in the big white book in the companion, um, Tam was gone from the two rivers for like two and a half decades. He was gone a mm -hmm. long time. We don't know anything really about his family or why he left. And, 
you know, anything could have happened while he was gone. He just, he left. And then after his whole family is dead, most of the people who like knew who he was, he comes back two and a half decades later, people, he's changed and all that. So if he's demon dread, you know, why not? Um, it could have been, he was trying to, you know, get himself up the ranks and the, for the Iliana companions. And it's like, all right, let's go kill some Aiel. And then suddenly, bam, like, Ooh, child of prophecy here on Dragon Mount. What do I do? Well, I guess I'll just take him home with me. <laughs> yeah, I think that really fits Demon Dread's MO though, because his betrayal of the light in the War of Power was like a big deal. Like he was a major champion for the light, and then his betrayal was devastating. So it would be very his MO to show up and be like, I'm gonna try this light thing again, just until the perfect opportunity to betray everything from a really high position of military like control. And then yeah, maybe you find the baby and you're like Okay, plot twist. What if? <laughs> I mean, he's going to know that, you know, a baby in that situation born on the slopes of Dragonmount, like... Exactly. Maybe they're the dark friend prophecies, right? The ones that we don't know very much about. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that was a prophecy that said, you know, go go be a, you know, ranking companion, I suppose. Um, well, there we go. That's like a perfect, like, fanfic scenario, right? There's a prophecy of the dark that Demon Dread knows about <laughs> that we don't. Yes, like, the one who, like... He who pulls it out shall follow after, like one of those really vague kind of prophecies that's just like useless. <laughs> but like <laughs> it means, you know, go be like the third in command in some random army. That's the prophecy. It'll be great. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely what it could have mean. So I meant. Um, so I, I love that idea. And he does, as we say, he does love to play the long game. Um right. and finding Rand as a child on the slopes of Dragon Mount. There's not much action going on by the, you know, the few Forsaken that might have been around at that point. It's just, it just seems perfect that you'd be like, fuck it, let's go hide out and just train this kid to adore me and, you know, follow me, I suppose, is is kind of where I feel he would have taken that. Right. He could have turned Rand really easily, like without trauma even possibly. Right. I think uh, the circumstances under which we find Rand in canon, you know, starting in the eye of the world, um, it's he's almost a surprisingly naive young man, especially (laughs) for a father who was, you know, a veteran of of several wars who, you know, lived out in the world for most of his life. Um, So like, there's a cultivation almost of deliberate vulnerabilities. Um, It it, it left him mistrustful of anybody who, you know, wasn't Tam, the person who raised him. at the same time, you know, the if we say, oh, um, Demon Dread's a dark friend, etc. Or not Demon Dread's a dark friend, Tam is a dark friend. Um, they're the the main fly in the ointment here is that, you know, Tam gets shanked with a Thakandar blade, um, and then Rand runs off with an ice die, and it's sort of like Drat foiled again. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he tries to go along, right? Right. He's, He's even very convinced. After. Yeah. Wait, uh, so yeah. are we saying that? Um, uh, oh, why can't I remember? Um, Moraine Narg? and and Narg and all of that situation. Is this like is Demon Dread the the villain at the end of a Scooby Doo episode? About drag those damn Trollocs and I said that something. Is that kind of where we're suggesting? Well, this one goes? of those meddling fades. It could. <laughs> <laughs> meddling fades. Yeah. Because it was it was Ishamael really who was sort of the mastermind behind the. Uh, uh, all of the fuckery going down in the eye of the world in the two rivers, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's playing a completely different long game 
There's no reason for them to be collaborating on that. Exactly. So they totally could have. Yeah, I love that. That like he's going along and he's like, this is going to be perfect. I'm going to keep the dragon reborn here. Isolated, not doing anything. Ah, no. Isodai is taking away my plan. No. Let me go after him. No. There's nothing, you know, dark, um, dark friends, um, forsaken or not, you know, immortal and immune to wounds and things like that. I think if, you know, you, you slice him with a fucking half a blade, he's going to be injured he's going to be suffering from that so and you can't um, heal it, yourself even as a forsaken you can't do that indeed i mean look at that like moraine heals one of the forsaken <laughs> <laughs> Should <I let> him <laughs> die? <laughs> um zul posted a, a nice question here question being um if we say tam is demon dread uh which means my gosh the consequences for canon here are, uh, are significant um, why does Tam return to the two rivers after going to the White Tower with Abelkothen? Yes. Now, this kind of, uh, like, the way I was uh, looking at it, because I was late to the... Despite the fact this was my idea to the episode, I was very late to the Google document. Um, so, uh, Aradia and Master of Deck kind of covered everything I was suggesting, but one thought I had um, was that... Uh, bah, 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 bah. So, I read a story once uh, by Matthew Riley, and he t- it's, it's all about a marine. And the the concept of the story is the bad guy wanted to get a bomb or a set of bombs set up. And the trigger was linked to the heartbeat of the president of the United States. Now, obviously, that would be a very difficult thing to achieve because even if he has surgery or anything like that, you know, it's he's watched day and night very visionally. But the concept of the story is that he spent quite a few years basically attaching remote detonators that were, you know, totally inert um, that could be activated later to the hearts of various politicians that looked like they were going to make their way towards presidency at some point. And eventually you got enough of them in the process that you would get the actual president of the United States. Oh no, this is more like Tam being a dark friend as opposed to Demon Dread, but... Um... That's okay. We'll, we'll ease it into the next one, right? So yeah, we've, yeah. we've got the Demon Dread idea. Now let's look at dark friend Tam. So yeah. if we say Tam's a dark friend, why does he go back to the two rivers? What's going on here? The concept is he would go back um, and be like, well, you know, I can, it, it kind of fits into the whole Perrin coming back, but they're expecting Rand's come back to save everybody from the two rivers when um, Thane tries to kill everybody. Um, but it would be like, well, I'll just sort of place myself somewhere near expecting it to be Rand, but ends up being Perrin. So like, you know, in the, the forces of light. So then I, again, can betray you later on, which fits in with the demon dread thinking, um, but it would only work if he was a dark friend as opposed to one of the Forsaken. The, the relevance of the three boys is obvious from them as kids, right? Like they are a triad. So then as soon as stuff starts going down in the larger world, like it could have totally made sense. Like, all right, it's going to be hard to get back to being close to Rand. But if I can get to one of the other two and be right there next to him, I'll eventually be able to pull my, you know, massive betrayal at the last minute kind of thing. I mean, this works for if he's a dark friend or for if he's demon dread to just be like, I'll be right next to Perrin. Cause of course Rand will eventually have to come back to interacting with Perrin. Like that's inevitable. Yeah. It's kind of the, the MO of most of the people in the series that want to try to either have some sort of influence on Rand, you know, Barrelane does it um, with Perrin and Colavera, people try it out the wise with, uh, ones right with yeah that. even you know the white tower itself you, know, you have masana like it's still even though she's messing around with the white tower it's still about the dragon reborn yeah very true so i mean and we don't know what happens to 
to Tam in between um, the Battle of the Two Rivers and then, you know, sort of much more detail going on. You don't get a lot of interaction with Tam. You don't get POVs from Tam. And again, before right. the Two Rivers section, the Two Rivers battle, the same sort of thing there. All you get is the history when Perrin turns up of like what happened after he's well enough. And he's like, oh, we went off to the tower, couldn't find you. So who's to say that, you know, it, it couldn't be Demon Dread just sort of popping back and forth. Right, because no one would know. It's not like we've got Aes Sedai hanging out in the Two Rivers anymore. That's also hilarious. Imagine Demon Dread hiding with two Aes Sedai and some borders and Abel Cawthon, like in a cabin <laughs> in the woods when they're like, you know, trying to hide, hiding from the white cloaks. Oh my God. Amazing. That's hilarious. That could be like a comedy. <laughs> I'm really tired. I need to sleep lots. And then just goes off and does his evil plotting in a <laughs> Teleron Rounds. I have to say the best mental image that the whole Tamon Dread has, that I've, I've come up with at this point is like of Tiny Rand um, and like, you know, Dad Mondred, like obviously in this scenario, if, especially if you're making a child love you, it's not just going to be constant gaslighting and child abuse. There's got to be some, some affection here as well. And just, and knowing that it's Demon Dread just tickles me. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you know that he would bond to Rand as a little kid as Dad Undred because he like basically falls in love with a random Sharon princess. Right. And that was, yeah, yeah I know that's a Sandersonism, but still. Yeah, within canon, it fits his personality to have an evil plot and then be kind of like seduced by the emotional connection inherent in the setup. Because I mean, if you're raising like a little kid, he's like a they're sensitive cute. soul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's he he is sensitive and complex, even though he's evil. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving the names we're getting here. So we've got Tamon Dread. Um, daddy, dad, dad, daddy, dread, dad, dad, yeah, dread. I said dad, mon, dread, but I feel dad like any dread. variation of dad and dread is fine. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's all good. <laughs> Amazing. Hello, I'm gonna, these could be t-shirts. Can it be like dad? Dilf, <laughs> Dilf dread. dread. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> hey, nice one. Demon dread was not a bad looking guy, right? You know, it, he was yeah, just absolutely. a little bit less good looking than Luz Theron. That was the problem. He never quite... He never quite made it up to par. He was yeah. like he was like the Gawain of the Forsaken in a way, except Basically. you know a little bit more competent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he's he's definitely a nine and a half as opposed to Rand's ten. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, you were still blowing everyone else out of the water. Like, stop. exactly. Yeah, right. He just just couldn't blow loose there and out of the water. God. Uh, Seth says that he's old enough to be Gilfdred. Gilfdred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I you forgot know. how much fun live recording with chat could be. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you know, now that now we're speaking of uh, gilfs, I suppose you could say, um, when we think about about Tam, and not just in terms of like the whole raising raising Rand up to be the eventual either like betrayer of the light or just somebody who. Um, is so broken by his, uh, you know, his role as the Dragon Reborn that the Dark One wins anyway. We have that reunion in the Towers of Midnight, you know, when it's still Darth Rand just before Veins of Gold. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in its own way, like that conversation with Tam, if he knew sort of where he, what was going on, you know, he wasn't like confused. He, he knew exactly what Rand's mental state was. Uh, he, he knew what bringing Cad Swain up would do. He's, get, he's mm -hmm. gaslighting him in this conversation into having this reaction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's the very real chance that Rand could have killed him. 
But at the same time, you know, being, you know, if we want to say at this point that that Demon Dread was not just, you know, his father, but also his abuser, someone who has that power over him, like, oh, you're not going to kill me, but who knows what you're going to go off and do, right? Right. So yeah. if if Rand hadn't had his veins of gold moment, anything, anything could have happened. So um, it's uh, at that point, many things must have gone wrong with Demon Dread's plan here with Rand, but he still uh, came very close to succeeding. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, he would have been able to like lay layers of like triggers and, and knowing how Rand's mind works and being able to be like, this is exactly how to tweak the system. So that way you will be at the breaking point. Like, cause if he'd raised him, he would have known everything, every everything. little twitch of his mind. Yep. And then like, I know exactly how to make you respond. Gosh, that's fucking dark. That is so dark. And canonically, it sort of fits in as well, because you don't see Demon Dread happening much at this stage of the book. He just sort of reappears right at the very end with the Sharons, and you're just like, well, what the fuck? Um, is some people's reactions to it, obviously. But if you factored in this, he could have been like, shit, I almost got myself killed. I don't have the control I fought. Uh, you know, I didn't have the triggers going that I expected. Um, I need a complete new plan. And he runs off to fucking Shara to to get something completely, you know, all right, on to plan Z now sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> conceivably could have been much of this time, you know. We've got, you know, Tam taking his his vacations off in Shara to go woo this <laughs> Sharan woman. Uh, I'm, on, I'm then, on the paid time off, leave me alone, come on, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, that's great. I, lo- I love how we waved canon at the beginning and suddenly I was like, hey, but this fits into canon right now, you know? Right. It's well, crazy it's how well combination. it fits. <laughs> it's a combination, right? If you say, okay, Tam could be a dark friend, especially since we we don't actually see Tam very much in canon. And when we do see him, it's always as this sort of almost mysteriously wise figure because his background is sort of mysterious in that way. So, I yes, it's obviously a loony theory. I don't think that he's actually a dark friend. But if we wanted to spin this tale out, which is exactly what we're fucking doing, you know, it's uh, <laughs> we only need to hand wave a few things as opposed to a lot of things. I don't know. I don't think you've convinced me Tam isn't a dark friend yet. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right? What, whose job is it here to 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 really argue with us? I don't know. Yes, I feel like, I feel like the chat's laying <laughs> down on the job here. Yeah, <laughs> come on, chat. Tell us what's wrong. Um. <laughs> I, I do think though that it's. It, it does actually almost work in canon that Tam is a dark friend rather than like the whole demon dread thing. Right. Um, yes. Because there are those decades away and he is like kind of how like Moraine is portrayed as like, is she good or evil? Cause she knows so much at the beginning. Like I could, or like Ingtar, right. Being a good guy. Who's also not a good guy. Like at the same time, like you can totally see Tam like, thinking and learning his way into that sort of nihilistic trap and then being like okay so how do i end the world most effectively right dark friendry is complex mm-hmm. you know we see it in a, a variety of different we go from you know the the ruthlessly competent and sociopathic um we get the ones who are sort of coerced into it we get the ones who maybe are born into it uh, from like, you know, a family of dark friends or whatever. We get the cowards, um, et cetera. And especially not knowing why Tam exactly left the two rivers um, and not coming back until his family was dead, basically. Um, it, 
there are any number of reasons why he could have decided to um, join the shadow or what may have happened over the, the course of events when he was um, out in the world and with the, the companions to, to make him decide, you know, fuck the light. Yeah. I mean, nihilism is disturbingly attractive, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially when you face the realities of war and stuff like that, which Tam obviously did in medieval warfare setting, like the companions. And like, yeah, as is in the notes here, like he also has a lot of antipathy towards Aes Sedai that appears to be born from experience. Like, cause he doesn't have the same superstition as like the other two rivers people. Like he knows. He seems to know exactly who they are. Yeah. How they work, how the O's work. Like that's not information you pick up randomly. Yeah. I mean, just think about his interactions with Rand's um, after he's been healed um, you know, prior to that, the mayor's all just like, oh, well, you know, I, I've heard stories, maybe they can help. And, you know, I'm not really sure. And, and everyone seems a bit kind of foggy on it. And they're like, oh, I think this is the story, but I'm not sure. And then Tam's like, no, this is it. What did she actually say? Give me a quote. You know, this is how it mm-hmm. works. Here. And he's, he's ver- he knows. And then he runs off to the White Tower because he's like, fuck that. I, not, not my, no son of mine. You know, that <laughs> Yeah. And he just, he knew where to go as well. Like, he knows how to get to the White Tower. Now, granted, he's fought near the White Tower. And after that battle, he would have headed straight back to the Two Rivers, you'd think. But, you know, he just was automatically like, I know how his high style works. I know where the two, uh, the, uh, the White Tower is. And was just like, we're going, you know. So he's, he knows what's up with, with Aes Sedai. So, as you've said here, like, <laughs> I love the quote you, you put. If he had to deal with the bumblefuck Black Asia, <laughs> they're nonsense. <laughs> I, I am Black Asia, but that is, an apt, that is an apt description right there. And that is why I'm Black Asia, because they are bumblefucks and they need some decent representation. I was thinking about that when you said, I'm going to be the Black Aja, because if not, you know, <laughs> they got nothing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that is it. You know, they need some decent rep. Um, you know, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Baron should be enough for everybody, but you know, you do. My favorite thing is that, like, the events of New Spring are happening basically along the same lo- same timeline as what we're thinking about with Dark Friend Tam. You know, grabbing Baby Rand. I love the idea that he maybe kept Baby Rand away from the Dark Aja or from the Black Aja out of both spite. <laughs> at their ineptitude and intention to like do his own thing with this little dark friend experiment like there's no loyalty I, they, among dark they're friends. the worst they are the worst they're so ineffective like you want something done right do it yourself fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible want to fuck out the savior of the world right do it yourself <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah can you imagine that oh this is the savior of the world and obviously i'm a dark friend and i don't want him to save the world in theory but I know if I give him to the Black Aja, they're going to fuck it up somehow. So I'm going to keep this baby and I'm going to sort this shit out myself. So Isn't this kind of the plot of Good Omens? Like, A little bit. Reverse, like the reverse <laughs> of the Good Omens setup? <laughs> oh, amazing. Nice, right. nice. They actually do get their hands on the Antichrist. There we go. Right, yeah. And and yeah, it's their, they're pointing at destroying the world more effectively, not preserving it eternally. Right. Sam goes for like a like like the brainwashing, you know, like make me the person that you trust most, etc. Um, give you certain vulnerabilities that will make life very difficult and or make things more likely to, you know, go a certain way once you're no longer under my direct supervision, things like that. 
mm-hmm. yeah. guarantee certain fault lines and points of weakness in his personality and coping skills. Like, I don't know, knowing how to make himself into an emotionless void that has no processing skills at all. You know, this is a kind of a commentary on Tam's parenting, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, my my blame, uh, as an aside, my blame on, on Rand's attitude has always lay in, number one, identity crisis. Number two, you know, his male role model during this time is not Tam, but Edgelord Mandragoran. So <laughs> we're not just looking yes. Tam, right? You know, dark friend Tam, yes, but also <laughs> it's Land's fault, too. Yeah, yeah. I I just listened to Morgan's episode um, on Rand. Was it this morning or yesterday? I can't remember which one it was, but basically, you know, saying that Rand has daddy issues and um, and all that. I was like, I should have invited Morgan on today as well. To be honest, we were going into daddy issues side of things. (laughs) People do at her. (laughs) Yeah, come join us, Morgan. Is she awake yet? (laughs) That's a good question. <laughs> so I love I love the dark friend Tam. I think that is probably one of the most plausible ideas um, that we've got. But idea number three was kind of fake Tam, um, and already this was yours, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah. So I was looking at the list and being like, man, there's all the good ideas here. And then you know, smoked a little weed and was like, wait, wait. <laughs> Yeah, so, one yeah night, I, I watched Looney Theories last night. Um, thank you, Matt Hatch, Dusty Will. I, I watched Looney Theories last night to be like, I need to get into the what the fuck mindset. Um, so, because uh, I'm, I'm not into the weed, but I'm, this is an amazing idea. So, thank you, weed, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's helpful sometimes to connect the dots. But I was thinking, it's like, so there's this long trip where he goes to Tarvalon with only Abel and comes back. And he could easily have been murdered and replaced on either of those trips because he only has, Demondrick would only have to overcome Abel. He'd only have to compel one person. And Abel could, having been Tam's friend since like they had kids, right? Like for the past 20 years, they've been friends. Like Abel could totally be compelled to give Demondrick the ability to step into Tam's shoes without the 20 years or 30 or 50 years of, you know, practicing as him right because it's not like anybody needs to know tam's specific history because who the hell is tam told right yeah Yeah, totally it's just his mannerisms how he walks how he talks and then you just like compel abel to be like your um you know your wingman for keeping the lie going (laughs) there you go your wingman for lying i love that (laughs) i'm sure there's a more efficient word but that's what how did you meet this last 20 years well i got a really good wingman you know abel cawthon as tam andred's wingman (laughs) he does not breed the best horses he is just merely the best wingman when it comes to lying (laughs) Um. i don't think abel would go with it i think abel is way too much like matt to ever be like you know because that's the thing right is abel is like matt so yes would he be too lucky or too stubborn to be compelled i don't know we're gonna hand wave that yeah, I don't think Apple would be a dark friend. I think he'd have to be coerced forcibly. Yeah, and as you say, this fits in with the the long game that um, you know he likes to play, and and just like Thane, he expects Rand to come back home and defend his people. Um, so right. it, it, it does. It sort of really fits in quite well there. And then he makes himself an invaluable commander to Perrin because it's Perrin who turns up and not Rand, and it gives him a reasonable excuse to then tag along and be involved with the forces of the light. And, yeah, and then do the the double crossing at the end, the um, emotional betrayal. 
Because, like, I mean, it could have been, like, um, how Grandal was compelling all the great captains. Like, Tam could have been doing that for the forces of the two rivers as they went into the last battle, right? Mm -hmm. Just, like, subtly tweaking it so that way it looks like they're winning, but they're actually losing. Right. The people that were most trusted, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. the ones most trusted by, by Perrin, probably by Matt. You know, like, like this. these are our, this is the hometown advantage here. But if you have you know, uh, one of the Forsaken kind of, you know, spreading little seeds of, uh, of, uh, not discontent or what, what have you, but, um, just, you know, planting things here and there that could be used later. It is, um, <laughs> you might say it's compelling. <laughs> <laughs> you might. And also like all of this fits with the canon of why Kari is dead. Cause we never know why Kari is dead. Right, nope. but this is the one person who like needs to be on board or out of the picture. You cannot lie to your wife and co-parent with this person about actually being like Satan's right hand man. Yes, you know it, it does. So, are we thinking he killed Kari? Um, well, I think if it's Demon Dread, he definitely would have had to kill Kari. Okay, I think evil Tam might have had to kill her when she, like later on like oh you're not going to be on board with this right oh you're gaslighting my child and uh planting seeds of mental instability not okay with that you need to be a better father oh is that a fate oh why don't you go on holiday with that honey you know um, yeah yeah oops what's down this well dear oh dear <laughs> <laughs> why don't you take a long break uh like Forever. <laughs> <laughs> and if we, knowing that the demon red is a sensitive soul, he could not really have had Kari around as a weakness. He could have just been seeing that, um, you know, he may have been growing attached and been like, nope, can't do this, you know, snip. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so, and Seth pointed out, I mean, we've sort of like mixed together um, our two plot lines here. We've got Tam on dread who raises Rand, and then we have the Tam on dread who replaces Tam after um after rand has already left the two rivers um and in in not i don't know that there is a scenario in which demon dread would have taken over as tam outside of those two scenarios i don't i don't think that he would have picked up in the middle of child rearing if that makes yeah because in in my head if we say demon dread grabs tam that was never, or sorry, Demondred grabs Rand, you know, Tamondred, I should say, that that was never part of the plan, that he didn't intend to become uh, the parent of the Dragon Reborn, but that it was an opportunity he couldn't pass up, I suppose. I don't think he would willingly put himself into uh, the middle of that situation if he could just sort of watch and wait for a better opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Rand had always been a dark friend, um, Sorry, Tam had always always been a dark friend. I'm going to do that just like you did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just did an episode the other week. Is Min a Finn? And I was like, I was like, Min Finn Finn Min. Yeah, not going to work. Um, and now I'm doing it again. Rand and Tam. Um, they shouldn't be the same, but they are. And yeah. Anyway, um, if Tam had always been a dark friend, like he he was with Kari before he went off to war. Am I right there? No, no, he met Kari while they were away. Aradia would know uh, it, that was it. Yes. better yeah. than me. Yeah, I just remember he, he goes away and comes back with an Outland wife who never approved of him getting the sword. So he definitely picked her up like en route. Right. 
Okay, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, I remember reading about this now. Um, you've, you've, you've jogged my memory. Okay, so if he was a dark friend either when he went off to war or during, you know, became one during the war and becomes a companion in Iliana and stuff, is, I mean, because not every dark friend who has, you know, like, you know, uh, Black Azure in their waters, they're not every warder is automatically a dark friend. Right. They usually right. are, but not, you know, is, has he met Kari? Been like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, be a dark friend, be in love, not worry about it, keep it secret from her. You know, hey, darling, I've got a, you know, secret club I've got to go to once every three weeks and, uh, <laughs> you know, have a, you know, right. some it, kind of drinking meeting or something. I don't know. But especially if we're not sure about the circumstances of what would make Tam decide to join the shadow, you know, it could have been him running away from, you know, an abusive home or like a traumatic environment, right? So he fucks off out of the two rivers. Uh, finds himself sort of, you know, at loose ends. All right, well, here's where I'll go. Here's what'll happen. Decides to make a deal with the devil, so to speak. And then it's sort of just like, you know, we'll call you when we need you. That sort of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe he's just not actively um, being a dark friend at that point. And then he does his whole stint with the Ileana Companions. Yeah. And then he finds Rand, um, you know, takes him home and is like, Shit, I need to play the long dark friend game now, and Kari right, finds that him out. Could have been the activation. <laughs> yeah, huh. Kari finds him out. You know, not on board with it, and and then we get the whole, you know, okay, well, goodbye, darling. But uh, it only sort of fits with Demon Dread if, as you say, he um, decided to just exit for the well, I suppose for the same sort of reasons, really. And then Seth's bringing up another timeline, maybe. If Tam goes into being, if Tam decides to be a dark friend and we leave Demondred out of it, maybe Kari's death is the instigating factor for why he decides to go all in on being yeah. a dark friend. I mean, that would be in the mm-hmm. two rivers. So it's like he definitely would have been approached and interacted with dark friends and had the opportunity before. But maybe when Kari dies, he's like, all right, I'm actually like breaking the seal on this le- letter I said I would never break or something like that. It could even be something as simple as um, that, you know, he he knew Kari before the Battle of the Shining Walls, right? They they had known each other yes. prior to that point. Um, and it could be that his bad experience with the Aes Sedai is that they wouldn't heal her, you know, or that they, they, were, oh. they were able to help her. Um, and maybe there had been an offer made to him by somebody that he at that time refused um and then in the confusion of running after the child of prophecy uh nobody killed him and then maybe he decides to take that person up on their offer but you know sort of skip cut out the middleman and pledge himself directly to the dark one um when uh you know he ends up with both prophetic child and uh a wife who the Aes Sedai refused to help you know ultimate spite move here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth has also made. I love these ideas. He's put he's put lots of ideas to spring off on this. Yeah, um, but uh, he's also put into the chat um, that he maybe he had to kill Kari to prove his loyalty to the Dark. Um, that one, my instant mind, my mind process there was well, it's not like he's leaving the two rivers, you know, once a month to go to a you know a meeting or um, or anything like. Either someone's come to him to be like, right, if you want to be a real dark friend, you've got to kill your wife. In which case, there's a, a fade springing around or something. Or is is this suggesting there's dark friends in the two rivers, and they're like, well, if you want to move up a grade, do you need to kill Kari? Like that's a whole different can of worms, isn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Skeeter, Skeeter, Skeeter elevated this. Oh. Uh, he says, you know, join oh. the dark or we kill Kari. And Tam says, no, they kill Kari and then say, join the dark side or we kill the baby. Obviously, these are dark friends that don't know Rand is the dragon reborn. Right. <laughs> be like, okay. okay. Yeah, that would, be, that would be the line, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Kari herself would be like, you know, it's fine. Um, I, I would assume there's no way that, you know, Canon Tam would end up with, you know, some sort of uh, shrinking violet for a wife. Um, right, right. But if they threatened Tam, or sorry, ugh, fuck me. If they threatened <laughs> Rand, um, that would be, that would be a line for him. He would, Tam would not, uh, Canon Tam, not Dark Friend Tam, Canon Tam would, he wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, I will burn for eternity. Don't touch my son. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And this also would then fit with why Kari is that weird eye of the worldism at the end, you know, like why she gets brought mm-hmm. into it, like because maybe she has history as a token or as a lever in the manipulation of Rand and his father. So like that, even though it's not necessarily her soul, according to RJ, like that's why her avatar was like, oh, yeah, we, we've been using that. That works. Bring, bring that back in. Yeah, that's a that's a brilliant idea. I love that. Because he is traumatized by, you know, losing his mother. Yeah, she was like, he was five when she died or something? like Five or six, one of them. Yeah, it's really faint. He doesn't think about it much. Maybe even younger. Gosh, I can't remember. Maybe he was two. Yeah, he like, I don't remember. He was very young. Somebody was, oh, no. Somebody was very young when somebody, that, no, I'm getting, haha, I'm getting Brandon Galad confused. Because Galad was only about two years old when Tigraine left. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Hey, look at these parallels between Rand and Galad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Sir, I and, never thought about that. They're oh, Jesus. And they're really half brothers as well. Yeah. They're, they're half brothers and they were orphaned at about the same age with respect to the mother thing. Right. I, I do believe that we were correct that Rand was older. He was five or six. But Yeah, but he, okay. he says he can like barely remember her face and voice. So it's like really far back there. But yeah, it's not full blown toddler. Yeah. Rand does not deal with trauma very well. He's got like zero coping mechanisms. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, like you is... pointed out repeatedly, like Tam's backstory does not paint a happy picture in its lack of detail. Yeah. Yep. Like he has so no siblings. There's a cycle of generational trauma. There we go. Yeah, it's it's bad. Oh, and Seth's confirming that Rand was five when she died. Thank you, Seth. This is um, one of the benefits of live chat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is how I got involved in the community was being that person in live chat. This is where it all started. (laughs) I always find there seems to be one in every server when you, uh, that has uh, lots of live recordings going on. And um, like in the black tower, his name's Morshadi. And they actually reference that. Where's Morshadi? We need to reference this. Um, So yeah, today we have Cephopedia. Normally for me, it's normally Zool is there um, for me. Um, but yeah, Seth's just getting I'm the person in fun. chat making dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, Again, I turn everything that's said into it. <laughs> every server <laughs> needs one. <laughs> what were we talking about? Gosh. Um, oh, right. Generational trauma. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most hilarious of jumping off points. <laughs> also where dick jokes are found. Uh, yes. Tell me about how you feel about your father. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Get my voice back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 
now. Excuse me, we were all just having a moment. This happened to me at the least cast the other day. <laughs> I just got the giggles and broke down. Sorry, amazing I, to me how much I'm the heavy topics about, are what bring this about up. Tam. I'm just thinking about Tam, you know, because man's Tam is daddy, like capital D. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I'm just saying, Tam, Tam and Rand, maybe they had something else in common. I mean, if it was Demon Dread, then like it could have been the abuse could have been complicated. Yes, very complicated. Mm. I'm, I don't know. I just, I think there was, um, this all plays very well into, you know, as you say, teaching bad habits to Rand, teaching him how to channel, um, you know, it's, it's a fun way to look at it. Um, I'm just looking at the last bits of notes where I was trying to find something extra to, uh, that hadn't already been covered in our crazy ideas. Oh, yeah, didn't you say it? I saw it there, like, uh, teaching him the flame in the void was to prepare him to learn to channel sooner? I feel like I saw that in here. Uh, right. Yes. Yes. Which is genius, honestly, mm. because it is how he gets there. That's a fascinating thing, too. Is like, like, what if... um. If we say, you know, Demon Dread and Ashamael, who are not on the same page here, because Demon Dread is sane for for whatever reason, you know, uh, maybe it was the Dark One's plan to let him out early to go run amok or something like that. Um, and then, uh, and then we have Ashamael, who has been, you know, he's got like lots of plans everywhere here around and growing. So Ashamael comes and fucks up all his plans. What had Demon Dread intended? You know, if that hadn't all happened, if Moraine hadn't come to the Two Rivers, if the Trollocs hadn't attacked on Winter Night then Demon Dread, as Tam, could have been the person to, you know, essentially teach Rand how to how to channel and how to handle his power. He would have been a stabilizing force while Rand is going mad from the taint. Um, and, you know, quite literally probably could have manipulated him into doing anything, anything that he wanted. He could have manipulated him to signing over to the dark side to right. be to avoid the madness. Right. Absolutely. And so instead yeah. of I win again, lose there, and it's like Demon Dread finally succeeding where where he uh had where what's that quote? Like, you know, in a thousand lives I never I never have uh-huh. and I never will or something like that. Where, you know, all of those other times that, you know, Ishamael failed because Luce Theron died, um, now Demon Dread wins. I mean, and also Demon Dread was number two of the age, you know, it was always second to Luce Theron. What better payback than to have Blue Farin reborn be like your number two. Yeah. Like to raise and to work under you, to be like your minion, your your go for whatever whatever phrase you want to use. Um <laughs> Seth talked about competing <laughs> with the children. <laughs> yes. Seriously. But I mean, what 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 better way to get your revenge than to be like, okay, so I was number two to you for everything. I was always the one people just pushed aside because you were better. Well, now you are my you know, um, minion to to be commanded as I wish, and you will now spend eternity serving under me, doing what I want, and I will be the champion. I think this would this would probably make him nameless as well. So you <laughs> know, he's now now above all the other Forsaken as well. Like, what a way to get your comeuppance! Um, I, I I think it fits really well. Um, if you you know, obviously just choose to ignore the fact that Tam was a decent guy, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could, but the fact that never came up in one of the portal is never came up in the flicker, flicker, flicker. This says that this oh. is not possible. <laughs> but there is no like Tam betrays him in that. I mean, the, the the flickers are you know they they we only saw some of the flickers. We didn't see every true. single flicker ever. So you know, it's so, true. Logic would dictate that there is um, 
a possibility in there. So um, the only last idea I could think of, it sort of plays into the hand being just a just a dark friend idea, but um, like he was sent by Demon Dread sort of thing. I've put Ishmael in the notes, but I've actually just had a better way of looking at it. So, you know, Demon Dread sees the signs. Okay, I feel like, you know, certain things are happening. You know, who knows what the dark prophecy is saying. He's read them a different way to everybody else. And he's like, right, we need to have someone in place for this um, you know, this battle with the Aeel and the shiny walls and, you know, because the dragon's going to be reborn. So has he selected Tam as a dark friend in a position that's work going to work to be like, you need to find your way onto Dragon Mountain near the end of the battle or at some point, you know, you need to keep mm-hmm. stick around there because there's going to be a baby being born and then you need to take this baby and go Scarper and then raise him to be a bit mentally unstable and you know manip- you know i could so i can manipulate him and teach him the flame and the void but don't teach him anything else keep him ignorant of things and and kind of have like a long-term plan there to to get the dragon under his control and then ishmael just sort of pops in and and has you know fane doing his sniffing for him and um you know sends a fist of trollocs in and, and sends all his plans to ship it's the the only other way i could sort of look at it like you would have Demon Dread and Tam as a dark friend working, not in coalition, but, you know, working together, so to speak. Yeah, right. and I mean, Lanfear is able to capitalize on that without even knowing about that when she's like, oh, yeah, just wrap yourself in the oneness at all times. Like, that instruction wouldn't have worked if he mm. didn't already know how to do it. So even though they weren't necessarily coordinating the fact that they're all pointed at the same dark, manipulative sort of stuff, like, it riffs together. It works. Yeah. It's like reinforcing Rand's emotional repression. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just doubling down, tripling down, add some boobs exactly. and quadruple down. Like, yeah. like that, meme, <laughs> that meme with the butterfly. Like, you know, I yes. am feel. Is this a coping mechanism? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and the only last thought I had on that was, you know, um, joking that perhaps Tam comes from a family of dark friends who read the signs and went off at the right time to join the wars and, and get into the right place and then do that. But that seems like a tad stretch. But the the last Tam thing that has really the foretelling, yeah, Tam has. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Tam Tam has the foretelling. Maybe that, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure I've heard people joke about, oh, surely Tam could channel or something. But um, well, what if one of the other wisdoms that that died, you know, as young women, like they, you know, did a guitar moroso and like spewed out a prophecy. Oh, ah, that's Especially a good since idea. The Althor farm is very isolated. It could have been. Um, it could have been like when they were trying to save Kari or something. Who knows? Yeah. Very, very possible. Yeah. And no one else would have sent Kari. Oh, or Kari, Kari said, said yeah, die. Maybe oh. Kari herself was, you know, maybe she fled the White Tower. Maybe she was one of the rejected, um, accepted or or something like that. And that's how she and she and Tam met in the first place. So oh, wow. now with a limited ability to channel, but not enough to save herself or anybody else. What What you might have. And she had the foretelling. Maybe that's yeah. why she ran away from the tower in the first place. And that's how you know, she died. She and Doran and Ilion, first off, haha, we are spinning looning theories left and right here. Looney. Oh, and look at it. It was so a foretelling that said, um, hey, uh, Tigraine, you've got to go running off to the, you know, to um, the Isle Waste because otherwise the world's going to just, you know, implode and, and not be saved. Maybe Kari had a foretelling herself being like, Leave the fucking white tower. Get out now. You've got to go rescue this kid uh, with your with this guy and and go off and I mean that doesn't fit in with the dark friend bit of it, but um, right. Well, yeah. unless she was Black Aja, 
Uh-oh. Right. Ah. <laughs> Ari, oh, there Ari is go. also a dark friend. Ah. Yeah, it was she was sent away as part of the uh the, when they were hunting down all of the the Amerlin's uh hunters and Swan and Moraine were the only ones left. Maybe Kari was sent out as a dark version of that. Right. Ah, she actually found him and then Yeah, I, f- I feel like listeners would be more willing to buy that Kari was a black Arjid than that Tam was a dark friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Seth's right. We're now basically just writing collective fanfic. And I mean, that's why why I'm here, you guys. It's It's true. This is what fanfic is. All these loony theories y'all come up with and all the speculation about post-canon and pre-canon and everything that's not on page. As soon as you write that down, you are a fanfic writer and you need to embrace it. This is just live fanficting, then. I love it. Um, Okay, so then we have to to address this question from Zool then a little bit. Okay, sorry, I missed the question. Where is it? Why didn't Dame Dadvendred teach Rand the sword? If he's teaching him the flame in the void as an unhealthy coping mechanism, where does the sword fall on that? I mean, for Lucerin and Demondred, the sword was always more of an affectation than anything else. They, it was sort of a, you know, like a party trick to them. Um, uh-huh. Sports. It, it, right. So because it was from the old world, right? It was barbarous. Um, barbaric. You know, I think both of those are words, but I'm not sure which one was best. Um, <laughs> um, so it could just be uh, for for Demon Dread, one, playing into his character as Tam, not wanting to bring up too much of the past to prevent questions from being asked. Or it could just be he didn't really think it was important. Um, or also, as Seth is bringing up here, um, not wanting to give Rand too many advantages out in the real world should he um, escape or whatever. You know, once Rand starts down the the path of channeling Sidene or, um, you know, beginning to go mad or the, the Dragon Reborn scenario or whatever, it's also another point of uh, manipulation. They're like, you need to stay with me so I can teach you the sword. Uh, uh-huh. Something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sword, he... Tam or nobody really necessarily could have seen how much Rand was going to get channeling education out of his sword lessons. That wasn't, like you said, it was more of a sport and an affectation to do swords. Like the meditation of Flame in the Void is how you channel. Like Rand maybe yeah. just crossed those wires a little thoroughly because he had no other options. Yeah, yeah. So as you say, yeah, sword fighting is uh, an actual form of defense and, and stuff. Um, but, you know, the, it's not something that Demon Dread used as you know, a way to attack, um, you know, in the in the age where he was the second in command to, or, or second to lose fair and sort of thing. So it, it does, um, I, I don't think it's a stretch to to think that Demon Dread wouldn't teach him the sword. Um, I think that still fits in. But it, it's a worthy question because, you know, he did consider himself a master swordsman, even if it was just a form of fencing sport sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I like it. This is... Um, it's also fun that, it, like, basically, Demon Dread, who's like, I'm really good at this useless sport that I have contempt for. And then he gets, you know, like, oops, I died. <laughs> oops. I mean, it did take, a like, you know, a, a few swordsmen to, right, to, to achieve it in the end. Yeah. It a charm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the only other thing that sort of fits into to Tam being a dark friend of some kind is, and it might seem silly, this might be me reading into it too much, but why did he not stick around on winter's night so if he if tam is a dark friend and he's been sent by demon dread demon dreads read the signs and said right you need to go do this for me you're like one of my 
capable dark friends. I don't know. Like, <laughs> for some reason, he uses Tails. Tams just happens to be in the right position for it. Whatever works out best. Well, the all caps dark fr- dark one is the one who's always texting Demon Dread for like you know <laughs> help with the computer. <laughs> the dark one is a boomer that can't turn off all caps. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, go wow, on. Wow, there we go. I love that. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe you know Tam's going off to drop off his um, the the brandy and and the other bits and pieces that he needs to drop off for winter night. But he makes them leave and go back to the farm. Now, I'm not a farmer, I'm not an expert, but everything described in those, you know, activities they got up to when they got home, like chopping wood for dinner, you know, hoeing in the fields when nothing's growing, you know, checking on the sheep that have got feed and water to last them for the entire, like, for like three days or something. Why has he made them go back? Like, what's, oh, stuff on the farm needs to be done, right? And the work never ends. Yeah, that's true. But there was nothing there that was like, I need to do it today. Otherwise, you know, it's not like, there was yeah. like, we don't harvest these crops. Well, yeah, if you don't, it's not like if you don't harvest these crops, they'll die or something. So perhaps Demon Dread has got a message to to Tam somehow, or Tam has some way of sensing it, being like, shit's going down. You know, the village is not safe. We need to get out of here because you know you are my master's pet project. You are not to be taken by anyone else. And it's Ishmael was sent in, you know, a fist of trollocs to to capture the three boys. Um, and it just happened, you know, just so happens to, to take out the farm and the, you know, sort of covers his bases or they see that, you know, he's leaving and not staying in the village, but like, screw it, we'll go do the, go to the farm instead type thing. Like it just, it fits into this and it, it doesn't, I don't know why he left the village. It just didn't make sense to me. No, I think it does make sense because if Demon Dread is playing his own special game off to the side, Ishi is still looking at the entire triad <clears throat> and trying to figure out which of the triad is the dragon reborn demon dread already knows in this scenario so he's playing against issue being like no 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 you go be lost over there i'm going to actually have the plan going over here because they're in competition with each other as much as yeah, anyone sorry. else right that, that is what i meant like if tam you know let's suspend disbelief for a moment. if tam wasn't a dark friend why would he leave the village so tam must be a dark friend because he's like shit we're gonna get out of dodge and i gotta protect my master's prize because right. he's the one that actually is everyone wants rather than stay in the village overnight like they would normally do. Right. I think the 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 fade on the road, the 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 black rider, <laughs> Lord of Rings <laughs> reference here, that yes. um that Rand sees, they would have had very different meanings to a non dark friend Tam and a dark friend Tam. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. so I mean you obviously in canon we see that that Tam's instincts are we should get back to the farm um, for whatever reason. Could also just be, you know, Taviran for Rand. Um, but if we say he's a dark friend, then you know, there's a significance to that. They're like, something is happening. Something's coming. Um, and it's better for me to be away from prying eyes um, and on my home turf than it would be to be in the middle of, you know, the the winter night festivities. Yes. And like Seth, Seth pointed out here, near the sword just in case yeah yeah because it's not like just a basic sword or, or anything and uh, you know it's not something obviously he would carry in the two rivers i mean rand didn't even know he had a sword so yeah to get back to the swords lock up in the farmhouse and you know weather the storm or whatever um, right because you don't want to come home and find out that the guy has made himself comfortable in your space and has the home court advantage already right mm. very true 
So, I've I've received approval for this part of the ah, theory. Yeah. From the <laughs> uh, yeah, Something said, matches. Yes, like it. Right. <laughs> well, it is, it is a good question, you know, because it does provide, there is some, some doubt to be cast on the question of why does Ham decide to go back to the house um, if he thinks there's danger? Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. So... So, I mean, going back for the sword is obviously a valid, <laughs> a valid one. That's one thing. Yeah. But I, it was also a point of speculation for the TV show, I believe, in terms of like, if we're not, if it's all happening in Emmons Fields, that he just brings the sword with him. Why didn't he just go back for the sword right then? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Can't go a single podcast without thinking about this TV show. Honestly, uh, no, nope, that's okay. Impossible. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. Um, so my first time reader is not much further along than this, to be honest. Bless him, he doesn't read very quick. It's typically only on the tram to work, and we've been off three months and counting so far. Um, so, but I remember asking him this here, um, and what's oh God, what was the question I asked him? Zool, help me out. Try to remember that it was months ago that I asked him this question, and I think it was something of, oh, that was it. So if they had not gone back to the farmhouse. Um, do you think that, you know, Tam might not have got injured potentially? And um, I think Rand would have channeled. You think Rand would have channeled? Okay. I think he would have channeled. It's around the, that, oh, sorry, my cats are trying to kill each other. Um, <laughs> um, Love that. I did hear it in the background. And I was just like, oh dear, what was that? <laughs> They're reacting Demon Dread versus exactly. like Ishmael right now. Like, you know. guys reenacting here. <laughs> just trollics everywhere. Um, everywhere. So, uh, Rand is channeling in situations of intense trauma or pressure or like desperation, right? We've got the spray when they're running from the trollics. We've got uh, Four Kings when they're trying to get away We've from the Bella. dark friends. The You've very first Bella. time is only a day exactly. after this. So he's at the right age, you know, as a sparker, um, which I think mm-hmm. is just an adorable term. You know, Rand is a sparker. Um, <laughs> uh, so if Rand had been present at winter night and, you know, seeing people dying um, and, you know, his home burning, there are trollics everywhere, especially if Tam ended up in danger um, or Egwene ends up in danger or Matt or Perrin mm-hmm. or any of your naive or what have you. Um, I don't think, I don't doubt for a second that, that there would have been channeling that happened. Um, and it could have gone poorly. It could have gone well. Um, either way, uh, it would have, uh, would have cleared up that question for Moraine right quick. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then if Tam was a dark friend, you know, who knows where, what could have gone there? Maybe like, I don't think that Tam at, at that point, the, the gig would have been up or the jig. So anyway. Um, if, if Rand had channeled on winter night, if, if Tam hadn't left and gone home, then if I, you know, as I posit that it's inevitable that, uh, that Rand channels, um, it could have seriously affected the dark friend Tam plans, you know, as it is what ended up happening with injured Tam and Rand running away with, you know, Moraine and Lan, um, was inconvenient enough, but not uh, not insurmountable, as we would say, um, with all of the the theories we had about how uh, how Dark Friend Tam slash Tam on Dread managed to recover from that in terms of Dark Friend ideas. Well, that's an interesting scenario, though, if Rand was channeling if we are going with Dark Friend Tam or Tam and Dread, because Tam and Dread would have a lot more. Like he would see it. Mm-hmm. 
right? He'd be able to do something. He would be able to channel in response if he wanted, whereas dark friend Tam would be like, well, that checks out, but I'm still only 90% sure that I know what I just saw. Zul's put in the chat something about Bella, and I don't know if it was me asking about Oh, that was about have. Rand and the different times he channeled. Yeah, the first time he channeled. Because he literally channels for the first time, like, 30, 40 hours after the events of Winter yeah. Night. Like, that's the very... He is right mm. there. He's so ready. Anything. Any trauma. I absolutely buy that he would have channeled if he'd had any more, like... Yeah, seeing someone in danger. Like, he's right there. He's so ready. Yeah. Cool. Do you think there's anything um, loony or plausible that we've missed out of this conversation? Radio, Master of Deck, like... We've uh... done Tam on Dread, we've done Dark Friend Tam, Body Swapped Tam, and Compelled Tam. I think those are a pretty good, like, it's a broad spectrum of different ways that Tam could be a servant of the dark. And we've come up with plot holes that genuinely make me like slightly side-eyed now. We've like played these theories out so far. We've actually found the canon like almost. Yeah, there, there's, yeah there's some like close to canon possibilities here, you know? Right. Why does he go back to the house on winter night? Why does he just go back to Emmons Field after uh, finding out that T Rand is not at the White Tower? Because Tim could have easily just gone after him. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was right. he doing for three decades before? Right. How did Kari it, die? Yeah, time. <laughs> I, I also have to, to think that Tam is not an uneducated man. Like he's fairly worldly. He knows about Aes Sedai. He knows what they can and can't do, things like that. Do you seriously think he finds a baby on the slopes of Dragon Mount and doesn't have any inkling of what he's found? I would never buy that. I have always bought that he's had a little voice in the back of his head saying, you're parenting the Dragon Reborn almost And definitely. he would have known about, there's no way that he wouldn't have uh, heard about what the White Tower was doing, you know, with mm -hmm. looking for children. Um, possibly even encountered some of the effects of, you know, the Black Aja hunting for that as well. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. Tam definitely knows more than he's letting on, even in the canon. Yeah. Yeah, because Moraine, the reason Moraine goes to the Two Rivers is because she finds a story of a man finding a baby. That means that that did not happen entirely in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tam had to have told at least one other person. Or he, or someone he had to turned up with a baby and someone noticed or... Exactly. Yeah, there was, someone said something or saw something that got back far enough or got dug up enough by Moraine to, to eventually be tracked down to him. So. so it totally tracks that he would have been aware of that process as well. Here's a, an absolutely random last question here. Is there any way that Tam would have recognized Tigraine? Would he have left the two rivers early enough to have seen her in Andor before she went to the Waste? I mean, there's a possibility he might have been in Andor at some point. Whether he saw to grain might be quite a stretch, I would think. I don't, because the Two Rivers doesn't think of itself as Andoran, so he wouldn't have cared about observing the royal family, right? I mean, if he'd fought in the Andoran army as opposed to the Iliad army, then yes, absolutely. Um, but... Yeah, even as a companion, yeah, like, I just don't see why he would have been... I guess maybe if he was like on parade and the daughter heir got trotted out. Yeah, I was just curious. I was just thinking, you know, in another another layer of, of what have. And that's why I asked it. That's why I phrased it as a question. I'm like, is this at all possible? 
I mean, it, it, there is a possibility there. He did leave as a very young man. Like, he was gone from the Two Rivers for about 25, 26 years. Um, but I don't actually remember how long Tigrain was, you know, Shail before she before the Battle of the Shining Walls. Just a couple of years. I think it's only a few years. Maybe Tigrain left for the Waste the same time Tan left to Two Rivers. Who knows? More parallels here in these these people's plot lines. But yeah, I think even if he had seen Tigrain formally, he wouldn't have recognized her as an Aiel because like totally different setting. Yeah, very different setting. She'd be wearing very different clothes. I imagine she would have picked up a reasonable tan compared to living in Andor. Um, You know, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, it just you would have just seen. In that, si- in that situation, you've seen, you, you, there's a dead woman dressed as an ideal, and there's a baby crying. Your focus is on shit. There's a baby that's about to die of hypothermia. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's very sadly, you know, the, the baby's dead mother right next to us. But I need to focus on saving the baby right now. I, I feel like, you know, he's probably, even if he knew what she looked like, he probably, because you wouldn't expect it. And you typically see what you expect to see in situations. Exactly. Right. It's like the Superman costume change. Like this is a lot more than a change of glasses and a hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, my question has been answered. I'm sorry. It's Chagrain <laughs> Superwoman now. Is that what we're saying? You know, <laughs> I pull the ponytail out and I take off my glasses. You know. <laughs> hey man, I've I do been want to go back to by people before. I swear to God. You know, all, yeah, all there was, are was hard. just a, a slight change of appearance, and I was like, "Who's that?" Yeah. I do want to address Zul's question that that if Tam, like, not by that Tam knows any of that. But, like, seriously, though, Tam has to know enough about the Koreathon cycle to know that when you find a baby on the slopes of Dragon Mount, it's not a random occurrence. Yeah. Like, not the full-blown Dragon Reborn, but, like, there's multiple prophecies that people kind of know that he knows better than most people that fit that situation. Right? Yeah. Like, that's canon. He knows that the dragon's not the actual, like, not gonna, is not gonna let the dark one out or whatever. Like, I mean, if he doesn't know there's something special about Rand, then I would be extremely shocked. Um, You know, he has to know there's something special at the very least. Just that, just that whole situation. There's, there's too much talk of, you know, Dragon Mount has mysterious stories about it. You know, it has, you know, people, you know, to be in the shadow of Dragon Mount's a bad thing. You know, all those, there's lots of stories and mythos around Dragon Mountain that, you know, and being as knowledgeable as he is about Aes Sedai, you would think he would naturally stumble across, you know, because there are adjacent stories and topics and histories there, you know, the Aes Sedai and, you know, the, the dragon, like there's interlocking stories and, and mythos there that I feel like he would know something at the very least. And this also, honestly, to come back to full canon, this is what really points to the fact that he's clearly not a dark friend, because if he was just a run-of-the-mill dark friend, he absolutely would have let that baby die in the snow, because that solves a lot of dark problems right there. I could I could make an argument, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're a dark friend, or even if you're inclined towards the dark, and you see the situation, you're like, oh, I could avoid... Having the dragon be reborn, like right now. Yeah, but we know dark friends are stupid. Um, yeah, and they're like, well, what's you know, what's better than just killing off the, the the dragon instantly? Actually, raising the dragon to be my personal slave, bodyguard, minion, whatever yeah, phrase you want to use. Mile versus Moradin brand of dark friendery, you know. Um, there are there are, there are like the there are reasons why the the showdown between Rand and the Dark One, like. 
ha- there are things that could happen in that circumstance that wouldn't be able to happen if uh, if Rand just died. Obviously, that would just mean the, w- the wheel is still turning. But as far as we know, mm-hmm. Moradin is the only person that actually wants the wheel to, to break. He's the only one that actually wants everything to stop. Everyone else is under the misapprehension that they'll just live forever in, uh, you know, a happy, dark friend paradise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dark friend paradise. Shout out to the next Nate Watt challenge, which is the uh, a parody song. So uh, I, I'm not claiming that one. If somebody else would write, like to write the Dark Friend Paradise. Oh, I've already put my my bid I mean, in. I've already don't got you need my to change in, lyrics so. enough to like? I feel like I've only changed one lyric, one word in that entire lyric there. So oh, it's only been five well, minutes. Yeah, they, well, <laughs> sure, yes. Dark Friend Paradise, as opposed to you know the alternative. I I've already written one song about Dark Friends, so. I'm now looking up the rules to be like, hey, is that is that changed enough? Does that fit in the rules? You know, <laughs> be fine. There are too many words in a rap to parody it. In my mind, that's just too much work. I don't. I am not Weird Al. I don't have. I'm not creative enough for that. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. This, we've we've just done a, a whole hour and fifteen minutes. Well, not all of it talking about Tam being a dark friend, but we've just spent well over an hour trying to find canonical ways and, uh, you know, loony ways that Tam is a form of dark friend and or forsaken. So, Very true. you know, we, we do have some creative ideas. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Make anything One fine. Okay, you mm-hmm. win there. Okay, yeah. touche. <laughs> All right, so we've even gotten a plug in for the Dusty Wheels uh, and uh, and Wad Up's uh, parody challenge here. Yeah, um, and uh, unraveling the pattern yeah. there as well. When is it, if you are listening, so... Um, this episode, if you are listening on release, actually will come out on the 19th of February. That will give you two days from release. The 21st of February 2021 is when the uh, submission date ends. The live final is on March 3rd, which is uh, like a week and a half later on what Wednesday. So yeah, if, even if you're listening on release day as opposed to live, you still have an opportunity to enter a song. And you should, because parodies are the best. Oh, yes. And I, I believe there's even talk <laughs> of doing um, awards for the best song and then possibly best video as well. Um, so I cannot wait. For those that might have amazing videos. I think this is just great. But, Matt, I know you're a huge fan of the podcast and you listen prolifically. You're like You have nothing else to do with your time, so you just listen to me, obviously. <laughs> so your next What Challenge, if it's not the best Wheel of Time joke i'm gonna be upset <laughs> and obviously i will come on and judge with you um <laughs> i've already said that you need to do tam jokes at some point but yeah <laughs> man i'm actually gonna be on the dusty wheel in like two weeks i need to listen to that show more because I'm, it's really fun every time i engage with it and now i'm gonna be on it and you're reminding me that i need to my homework there we go yes homework <laughs> is required for the dusty wheel not so much for here we, this is riffing but yeah if you're going on the dusty wheel you need to do yeah serious homework i so. started learning a second <laughs> language for my or third language for my dusty wheel episode so i'm just saying Oof, no one else okay hi bar there are not any other actors on this show that are mostly in foreign language film except for alvaro morte and at least his have subtitles <laughs> in english i mean it's gonna be fun so um Aurelia, why don't you tell the wonderful listeners where they can find you? 
for your fabulous oh. material because I'm sure they'll want <laughs> okay. to search for it after they've listened to this episode. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yes, I am half of Watt Spoilers now. Um, so you can find me having very strong opinions uh, with Seth over on Watt Spoilers. You can look for Watt Spoilers all over all the social medias. We've got Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I also actually do a podcast that has nothing to do with Wheel of Time. If anyone has read the Broken Earth series by N.K. Yeah. Jemison, I am also doing a Broken Earth spoilers podcast that I will get back to publishing any month now. I promise. <laughs> um, and that's a solo project, but I'm really proud of it because I do a lot of geology uh, sidebars in that. Nice. Um, and I technically have a Twitter account, but Twitter scares me and confuses me, so I'm not really there. You can mostly find me in Discord. In the Discord. As a radio. I'm in many discords. I mean, you've so, made a pretty good life yeah. choice by not being on Twitter too much. Do you understand Instagram? Because I don't. So if you understand Instagram, I understand Twitter. Like, you know, we could do some kind of share, yeah, share screen. <laughs> <laughs> How does social media? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to be the dark over here. Demon Dread. There we go. <laughs> What's a fleet? Demon Dread, how do I post? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, how do you Google? Why can't I make a Twitter thread? <laughs> Google. What is unrolled? How, how do I twit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it, right? Twits, yeah? <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly how that works. Uh, and Master Deck, uh, why don't you share what you do and, uh, and talk about your Discord server? Um... You can find me on Twitter. Unfortunately, I'm at Pan Malazan. Um, I am the master of the deck is also on the archive of our own where you can find the fan fiction that I have written. Um, there's uh, plenty of Wheel of Time content there. Um, I'm also, uh, I run a Discord server called Taviran Trash, uh, sometimes known as the Trash Server, um, where we are focused about, you know, fan fiction Headcanons, this is an 18 plus server, lots of not safe for work content. Not everybody's thing. The rules uh, and norms are very uh, are very thorough. So if upon uh, joining the server, you think, hmm, not really for me, that is absolutely fine. Um, or you could spend all your time there like I do, because it's really um, fun. I think we have a good time. We do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Seth, as Seth has said, Facebook is already tainted. But the trash server, I mean, it's a good old time. Join us in the dumpster. Um, I'll, I'll drop some delight. links uh, when we're done recording here. Yes, absolutely. And there will be links to both um, Radius content and Master Dex content in the description to the podcast. So please check them out. Um, they are a lot of fun. I tend to lurk in the trash server more than do posting because I'm like, this is just, I, I, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm a lurker in that server. Sometimes I'm really engaged in the server. Sometimes <laughs> I dip my toe in. Sometimes I lurk. And, and sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a member of that server. I, I should probably go look at that. I haven't been there in three months. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely a lurker. And it's it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, descriptions to uh, – descriptions. Links to all of it will be in the show notes. Um, thank you for listening in wherever you are to the Mark Here Talks podcast. I do appreciate it. I would love to hear your feedback about today's episode or any episode for that matter. So please feel free to email malkiatalks at gmail.com. You can join my Discord server. Find me on Twitter at Malkiria, where you can also find the pre-mentioned dad jokes that I call twi uh, Tam jokes. If you enjoy cooking or narrations, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is again called Malkia Talks. And if you want to support my content so I can continue to create, please consider joining my Patreon family. 
I have a wide range of levels and some awesome benefits up for grabs, and all contributions go towards improving the channel. Of course, if you just want to listen, that is absolutely allowed as well, so don't feel bad about that. Thank you again for joining me, Master of the Deck and Aradia. It has been amazing. It's been great having you here. And until next time, everybody, may you always find water and shade.